Hello, I'm Catherine. This is Sound News broadcasting from the Old Man's Studio in Church Street, Portadown. Please note a magazine follows this recording. This production is for week ending Saturday the 25th of November. On behalf of everyone here on the Craigavon Talking newspaper team, welcome to this week's programme. The stories making the headlines this week are, from the Portadown Times, Appeal Aiding Crash Orphans, and from the Lurgan Mail, Bank loss is a hammer blow. Now over to Ken who brings you our first story. More than £60,000 has been raised for three children who lost both parents in a road crash near Market Hill recently. Patrick and Kira Grimley died after a crash on the Gosford Road near Market Hill in the early hours of Saturday, November the 4th. Patrick died in the crash while Mrs Grimley died seven days after her husband. Family friend Kira McIlvana also died from injuries sustained in the crash. They had been returning home after celebrating Mr Grimley's 40th birthday. The Grimleys leave behind three children. As family and the community rallied round to support the young children, a GoFundMe page was also set up to help. Lorraine Grimley, who organised the fundraiser, said, A family outing celebrating Patrick's 40th birthday ended in tragedy and three children have been left without their parents and another family without their beautiful mother. This tragedy has plunged us all in grief and hopeless as to how to help them. This is the only practical thing we can do. Any money raised will be used for the children to assist them in their practical day-to-day needs. If you can help, please do so, and if you can't, please keep these children in your thoughts and prayers. The Grimley and McIlvana families are highly regarded in the Madden area, where both were involved in the local GAA club. Kira McIlvana, who is originally from Craigavon and Bleary areas, was a mother of four children. The children's father, Kevin, survived the crash, though sustained injuries. Nurse Kira worked in Craigavon Area Hospital. She had moved to the Madden area upon her marriage to former GAA All-Ireland champion, Dr. Kevin McIlvana. She there became one of the Madden mums, among among whom she was known for working tirelessly in her adopted community. Bank loss is a hammer blow. News that Lurgan's Ulster Bank is one of the 10 Northern Ireland branches set to close has been greeted with dismay in town. News of the closure, expected on March 5th next year, reportedly reached Upper Ban MP Carla Lockhart ahead of customers being told. Many customers have expressed dismay at the decision. Other branches impacted by closure plans include Balnahinch, Crumlin, Downpatrick, Dungormley, Kings Road, Lisnesquay, Ormer Road, University Road and Waterside. An Ulster Bank spokesperson said, as with many industries, most of our customers are shifting to mobile and online banking because it's faster and easier for people to manage their financial lives. We understand and recognise that digital solutions aren't right for everyone or every situation and that when we close branches, we have to make sure that no one is left behind. We take our responsibility seriously to support the people who face challenges in moving online, so we are investing to provide them with support and alternatives that work for them. We will be investing over £3 million across our branch network in the next two years following 3.25 million of investment in 2023. 
We will be making no further changes to our branch network until at least 2026. The DUP's Mrs Lockhart expressed disappointment at the decision. Losing the Ulster branch in Portadown is another hammer blow to the town and to the community in Lurgan and surrounding areas, she said. This is just the latest bank to depart our high street and reflects the move by more and more banks to transit their business online or via mobile banking. This is their response to fewer people using the bank in person, which has been the case in Lurgan for some time. This decision does, however, leave older people in particular feeling vulnerable as that face-to-face interaction whilst banking is removed from our town centres. It's vital that alternative means of banking are promoted. Our post office network offers a wide range of banking services. We also need to look at banking hubs being provided in more towns that offer that one-stop shop for a range of banks. In consultation with Ulster Bank, I am assured all staff will be offered alternative employment, which will assuage the fears of job losses. However, my thoughts are with the staff as they come to terms with this announcement and face change as a consequence of this closure. In an email seen by Northern Ireland World, the bank said, Since 2019, we have seen the way in which people living in Lurgan choose to do their banking change. Now 73% of customers are digitally active and as a result, transactions have reduced by 45%, with 37 customers visiting the branch on a regular weekly basis. It added, we've created new ways for people to access cash by introducing a postal cash delivery service for our vulnerable customers. We also offer cash collections, deliveries and secure intelligence-safe cash storage for business customers. We have invested in our partnership with the post office to enable customers to withdraw and deposit cash at any of their 11,500 branches. The Rota Chemist. During the week ahead, urgent prescriptions will be dispensed at the following addresses, starting with Portadown. On Sunday the 26th of November, the chemist is Andersons of Thomas Street, open from 11am to 12 noon. Next week, from Monday the 27th of November, the chemist is Cherrymount of Ashgrove Shopping Centre, open until 7pm. There is no rotochemist in Portadown after Wednesday. Lurgan residents can collect prescribed medicines on Sunday the 26th of November. The chemist is Boots of Market Street, open from 7 to 8pm. And next week, from Monday the 27th of November, the chemist is Gardens of Market Street, open until 7pm. There is no road chemist in Lurgan on Wednesday and none in either town on Saturday. Sunday opening applies in both towns for public holidays. Crime. Waringstown petrol bomb thrown. A woman escaped injury after a property was attacked by a petrol bomb in Waringstown on Friday morning last. Police are appealing for information following the incident in the Main Street area of the village. Sergeant Dempster said shortly before 4.55am it was reported that a petrol bomb was thrown into a garden in the area. The object smashed but is not believed to have caused any damage. It was reported that a woman was inside the property during the incident but there were no reports of any injuries. Inquiries are continuing to establish the circumstances surrounding the incident 
and anyone with any information that may be able to assist with the investigation is asked to contact police on 101, quoting reference number 163-17 of November 23. Alternatively, Sergeant Dempster added, you can submit a report online using the non-emergency reporting form or call Crime Stoppers anonymously on 0800-555-111. The 58-year-old man has been convicted of causing the deaths of a retired couple in Portadine after he ran a red light. A Craigavon Crown Court jury deliberated for half an hour before returning unanimous verdicts convicting Andrew McGarrity of causing the deaths of John and Sylvia McKee by careless driving. McGarrity from Lockview, Gollies Gate in Ockagallan, was also convicted of perverting the course of justice in that he destroyed the SD memory card of his dash cam before hurling the camera into bushes. The McKees sustained fatal injuries when the Peugeot 108 and McGarrity's Honda Accord were in collision on the North Way in Portadown on August the 4th, 2019. Mrs McKee, 72, died at the scene, while her husband John, 74, succumbed to his injuries just over a week later. Mr McKee was said to have been turning right onto the Seagull Road when McGarrity failed to stop at a red light, colliding with the passenger side of the Peugeot. The jury heard it made absolutely no difference that Mr McKee was not in the dedicated lane for turning right because it was the PPS case that McGarrity failed to stop at the red light. Witnesses testified Mr McKee only began his manoeuvre when the filter light allowed him to turn right, while the light controlling McGarrity's approach was a solid red. An expert crash site investigator testified that if Mr. McKee had a green light, it dictated that Mr. McGarrity's approach would have had a red light. He further testified that there was at least five seconds between McGarrity's light turning red and Mr. McKee getting a green light. The jury also heard that after the collision, McGarrity had asked police officers if the traffic lights had cameras. In court, McGarrity repeated his claims during police interviews that when he approached the junction, his light had been green, and when he saw the Peugeot in front of him, he stood on the brakes, but couldn't avoid a collision. He claimed he had gotten rid of the dash cam because a friend had told him that if the police get their hands on it, they will do you for whatever transgression that they might find in it. Freeing McGarrity on bail, Judge Patrick Lynch KC said he would pass sentence on January the 16th. In the meantime, he ordered a pre-sentence probation report and victim impact statements and imposed an interim driving ban on McGarrity. A Portadown man who stole money in one shop and damaged two fleeces worth £160 in another has been handed down a nine-month jail term. Connor Patrick Stephen Mallon, aged 40, from Edward Street, appeared via video link from McGabry Prison at Craigavon Magistrates Court, pleading guilty to criminal damage, theft and burglary. Deputy District Judge Peter Prenter asked if the defendant was a sentenced prisoner to be told Mallon had breached the terms of his licence in May. A prosecutor revealed that on October the 25th, 2023, police received a report from the owner of Highbrow in Portadown that on November in October this year, 
She was in her shop at around 5.15pm. She was getting ready to close and went to the bathroom on the top floor. She had left her phone in the shop and her phone had a case. In that case there was £30. The court heard the injured party said she left her shop with the front door open for approximately three minutes. When she returned she took her phone and closed the shop. She went to Home Bargains and when she went to pay she realised the £30 was gone, the court was told. Security in High Street Mall completed a CCTV check. A male was identified entering the store for about two minutes, leaving and turning onto High Street with his hood up. A still photo from the CCTV in High Street Mall was put to the defendant and he confirmed it was him. On October 25th this year, police attended DV8 at McGowan West, Portadown. Staff said a male had entered the store and had asked to try on a fleece. The defendant removed two fleeces from under his coat and gave them back to staff, but he had removed the tags causing them to rip so that the fleeces were not fit for resale. Their total value was £160. Mallon confirmed to police he was in the DV8 store and he had tried on the tops which staff asked him to remove and he admitted trying to remove tags causing damage to the clothing. The prosecutor said in relation to the first incident he does admit to being in High Street Mall on October the 24th but doesn't recollect which stores he entered and denied taking any money from the phone case saying he would have taken her phone. Mallon's solicitor asked that the court take into consideration his guilty plea, adding he is subject to a custodial sentence following the breach of his licence because of this. This offence occurred just as he was released from McGabry. He has an extensive criminal record. There is a correlation between the use of alcohol and the offences on his criminal record. It is something he is trying to address. He is aware that a period of time in custody will give him the time to do that. The Deputy District Judge sentenced Mallon to nine months in prison on all matters. He added that this would not interfere with his release date in May. An axe-wielding spurned boyfriend who told police love makes you do stupid things has been handed down a suspended prison sentence. Connor McMahon, 38, of Belvedere Manor, Lurgan, appeared before Craigavon Magistrates Court charged with criminal damage, common assault and harassment. A prosecutor told the court that on Saturday, July the 1st this year at around 10.20pm, police were called to Grattan Street in Lurgan after reports from residents of a male wielding an axe and smashing the windows of a white Peugeot 207, adding, On arrival, police were directed by residents that the suspect was in a house in Grattan Street. Police found the defendant at the back of the property. He had small, multiple red cuts to his hands, covered in surgical tape, and he appeared heavily intoxicated. He also had blood stains on his jeans. The prosecutor said police spoke to the residents, who alleged they witnessed the defendant smashing all the side windows, rear and wing, with the axe. He put the axe back into a tool shed at the back of the house in Grattan Street. Police arrested the defendant on suspicion of criminal damage, and whilst under caution, he made several statements such as Love makes you do stupid things. I know I did a terrible thing. I hold my hands up to whatever I did wrong. The court heard police spoke with the injured party who alleged she had been in a relationship with the defendant for approximately two months and broke up two weeks prior to the incident. She alleged she had been harassed by the defendant 
and he wouldn't accept the breakup, continuing to contact her and turning up at the property. The prosecutor added she further alleged that on the evenings they were in the courthouse bar with her friends, including another girl. She had asked the defendant to leave her alone. He became verbally abusive. He pushed the injured party and grabbed the other injured party to the left side of her neck before leaving the bar. And when the defendant was further arrested on the later allegation, he denied any recollection, uh, recollection of the night before. McMahon's solicitor said, This is a relationship that's gone pretty wrong. This behaviour is completely out of character. He is genuinely sorry. And Deputy District Judge Peter Prenter asked if there had been anything since and was told this was a complete one-off. The solicitor said his client's life went badly wrong, but he had managed to turn things around, adding, he does want to apologise to everybody who was impacted by his actions. He is working on his two children and supporting them financially. The Deputy District Judge said, at least you showed remorse straight away. You've never been in trouble before and you haven't been in trouble again, and that's very important. On the criminal damage charge, he imposed a three-month prison term, suspended for one year, and ordered compensation of £250. On the common assault charge in respect of one injured party, McMahon was given a two-year conditional discharge, he was also given a conditional discharge on the harassment charge. A two-year non-molestation order was imposed in relation to the other injured party, whom a defendant is not to harass, pester or intimidate. A Portadown man who was involved in a nasty, vicious attack in a local takeaway has been granted bail to appeal a jail sentence. Jimmy Hackett, 38, from Obens Avenue, appeared before Craigavon Magistrates Court charged with common assault. A prosecutor told the court that police were on patrol at around 4.30pm on January the 15th this year when they received a report from the Northern Ireland Ambulance Service regarding an assault that had taken place in Luca Bapp's takeaway in Portadown. They saw a man sitting with an obvious injury to the left side of his forehead and substantial bleeding. The victim was highly intoxicated at the time, said the prosecutor. The ambulance crew escorted the male into the ambulance for medical attention and he was conveyed to Craigavon Area Hospital. Police spoke with the owner of Luca Baps, who witnessed the incident and was able to provide CCTV footage via his mobile phone. Police identified the suspect as the defendant. Police followed up with the victim who said he didn't wish to make a statement. Deputy District Judge Peter Prenter asked to see the CCTV footage and revealed that it showed a headbutt, a kick, a push and various punches. Hackett's lawyer said his client was no stranger to the court, but described the incident as a momentary loss of control. He added that social services were involved as the defendant had four children. Surely they haven't seen the footage the judge asked. I am guessing not. The solicitor said it was on the basis of the CCTV that Hackett entered a plea, adding... Years ago, he was bad on drugs and alcohol, and he managed to get to the bottom of that. But bizarrely, it is him who is in the sober one in this situation. Deputy District Judge Prenter said, but he hasn't learned to control his temper. He shouldn't have done it. What he did was walk out. He just flipped at this man on the ground. He may well have assaulted him on the floor as well, but is slightly out of shot, and it looks like he does 
and he steps over him and leaves. The solicitor said Hackett had a stake in the community and his own business, adding, he has a family and was on a long licence. I understand what your worship is saying in terms of anger, but he is on a very long licence. The judge asked why he was on licence and was told it was for a drugs offence. That was the one in 2022, asked the judge, pointing out that Hackett had similar offences going back to 2017, plus that this offence breached the licence. Hackett's solicitor suggested that rather than threatening his client's liberty, he, having a business to run and a family, the judge might deal with this matter via a further order. Deputy District Judge Prenter said, That was a very nasty assault. He kicks him, then punches him, then headbutts him. I think it's a case for immediate custody. There weren't any other real punches other than from him. This wasn't like a fight. This was a nasty, vicious assault. Three months imprisonment. Hackett was released on his own bail of £500 pending appeal. Police closed the Mavon Road near Market Hill between Claddy Milltown Road and Bestbrook Road last Thursday, November the 16th, as part of the investigation into a crash in which Judith McMullen died on July 31st. Judith, 35, from the White Cross area, died from her injuries at the scene of the collision shortly before 7.45pm, involving the Harley-Davidson motorcycle she had been riding and a black Seat Leon car. PSNI Collision Investigation Unit officers were carrying out testing last week. There was a wide range of photographs in the paper this week, including Portadown College Speech Day, showing the platform party and numerous award winners from several age groups. St John the Baptist Prize Day celebrating pupils' success. Families enjoying the switching on of the lights in Portadown Town Centre and also in Lurgan. Aidenderry Nursery School children enjoying a range of learning activities. Photographs showing classroom assistants, catering staff and cleaners on the picket line at various venues in Lurgan and Craigavon. And a dander down memory lane to 2008 pictures from the archives. Advertising. We have one advert. SD Kells of Lurgan, Portadown and Banbridge are giving 20% off menswear, ladies' fashions and Homewares. One death in the community. Sarah Jane Best, known as Jean, 14th of November 2023, beloved sister of Billy, sister-in-law of the late Winifred, aunt of George, Philip, Sharon, Louise and the late Marion. There are a few festive events happening. There is a snow tube with Santa at Craigavon Golf and Ski area. There's a sail to Santa aboard the at Craigavon Lakes and South Leisure Centre. There's a skate with Santa at Banbridge Leisure Centre. There's jingle all the way to Gulliver's Soft Play at the Orchard Leisure Centre. And a ton of more live nativity with Sheeps, cows and a donkey at the Tannockmore Gardens and the Animal Farm from Sunday the 3rd of December until Sunday the 1st of January, 10 to 4 each day. Local primary and secondary schools are also encouraged to join the Daily Mile Santa Run on Friday the 1st of December.
News of a flute band church soup serve senior Saturday, where soup, roll, sweet mince pie, and tea or coffee will be served. St. Mark's Church, Parochial Hall, Carlton Street, Portadown, on Saturday, the 9th of December, 2023, 2pm 2 until 4.30pm. It's a free afternoon for senior members of our community. Hot food, plenty of crack, good fellowship and some Christmas carols featuring Flute Band Church and the Just Sing Choir. We have a catering limit for 150 people on the day, so we asked that you contact a band member or FB page as soon as possible to book your place. And now sport. When on Friday the 25th of August, Lockall hosted Glenavon, who at the time were managed by Gary Hamilton, the visitors were relieved to have left Lakeview Park with a share of the spoils. The Dean Smith managed Premiership newcomers led 2-0 at the break and were good value for it after looking much better side in the first half. After the break, however, Glenavon rallied, with substitute Connor McCluskey striking twice in six minutes to cancel out the host pre-interval brace scored by Tiernan Kelly and Andrew Hoey. Fast forward three months to Saturday, November the 18th at Mournview Park and once again it was a case of 2-0 lead at the break. This time though it was Glenavon who had it and there was to be no second half recovery on the part of the guests. With Hamilton gone, the Lurgan Blues' new boss is Stephen MacDonald who has transformed the previously poor Lurgan outfit into a winning team witnessed by a run of four Premiership wins on the bounce. In contrast... Saturday was Lockall's third defeat in the past four league matches and that is a run they will be keen to bring to an end this weekend when they host Dungannon Swifts. Saturday's start at Mournview Park could not have been worse with Lockall going a goal down after less than two minutes as a result of the home side's Isaac Bird having been quickest to react in punishing a rare fumble by Lockall keeper Barrett Turker in trying to deal with the Niall Quinn corner. The villagers had a half chance a short time later when, from the free kick, Mark Patton found Ben Murdoch in the box, but the big skipper's header was saved by home keeper Rory Brown. Five minutes before half-time, Glenavon made it 2-0 when the always menacing Jack Malone beat Turker with a hard low shot. And things might have been even worse at the break at the host Aaron Pendergast's effort from a right-wing cross by former Lockall player Peter Campbell been three inches lower. Instead of bulging the net, it hit the crossbar with Turker beaten. The second half saw Glenavon continue to threaten, with Malone prominent in most of their attacks, the most audacious of his attempts having been when he tried to score from fully 40 yards after spotting Turker off his line. The keeper was relieved to see that one sail wide. Malone went close once again in the closing stages when he managed to get a shot away and threw a ruck of players following a free kick, but on this occasion, Turker produced a good save to deny him. Lockall manager Smith was honest in his assessment of what had been a bad day at the metaphorical office. I'm more disappointed with the performance rather than the result, he said. The Lurgan club manager said, I thought we were exhilarating in the first half. The game ended 2-0 for the hosts. While Saturday's 2-0 defeat was undoubtedly an afternoon to forget for Loch Gall on the pitch, it did mark a significant milestone for their current longest-serving player. Andrew Hoy 
brought up his 200th appearance for Loch Gaul at Mournview Park against Glenavon, a club where he made his first step into Premiership football as a teenager in 2014. Loch Gaul manager Dean Smith said, He was my first signing, and from the day that he walked in through the door, I knew he was the first person I wanted. He had a great football brain, and technically he's fantastic. He's a really clever footballer, and the system we play suits him. But the loudest cheer at Mournview Park on Saturday afternoon wasn't reserved for either of Glenavon's two goals that helped them secure a fourth consecutive Premiership victory against Loch Gaul, but rather for Robbie Garrett when he was substituted late on following another commanding performance. Garrett has been crucial to Glenavon's success and manager MacDonald says a 35-year-old would continue to be a key cog in the Glenavon machine going forward. Ribsy has been an absolute gem since we came in, he said. He's a fabulous footballer. He's not the Robbie Garrett of 10 years ago with the high energy levels. He still brings a lot of energy, but is very controlled. What he gives us on the ball is fabulous. He controlled the game. He's so infectious, and the knock-on effect has been for our whole team, and it is fantastic. Allowing for the fact that just over a fortnight ago, Anna United were uncertain when, or even if, their badly flooded BMG Arena home might again be playable. Saturday's return to their Tandragee Road headquarters came as a welcome relief. Two first-half goals enabled Anna to see off bottom-of-the-table Nock Breda, who arrived with the unenviable record of having one point after 15 games. Even now they look doomed. A Conal Young finish from a Stephen Murray cross gave Anna the lead after 15 minutes, and 10 minutes before half-time, Niall Henderson added number two when he shot into the bottom corner from the edge of the penalty area. That too followed a Murray assist. Those much-needed three points will have delighted manager Kieran McGurgan, his players and their supporters, though they won't be getting carried away given that this win followed a run which had seen them bag a solitary point from the nine on offer in their previous three outings. Whether Portadown succeed or fail in their bid to achieve promotion back to the Niffle Premiership from which they were relegated at the end of last season, they may well have cause to reflect on the events of Saturday, November the 18th. Will their 2-2 draw with Bangor at Clandyboy Park prove to have been a case of a point gained or two dropped? Time alone will tell. The Ports play this Friday night when they entertain fourth place Newington who currently trail uh, Niall Curry's side by four points, both having played 16 matches. Eight days later, on Saturday, December the 2nd, Curry's men will be making the trip to Wilger Park for a potentially crucial head-to-head with Dundella. The outcome of each of these next two fixtures could play a major part in the divvy-up come May 2024. In summary, in the Premiership table, Lockall are seventh with 21 points, and Glenavon are 8th with 19 points. In the Championship, Portadown are on top spot with 31 points, and Anna United are 8th with 22 points. Next league games for the local teams are Loch Gaul home to Dungannon Swifts, Glenavon away to Newry City, Portadown and Anna are both at home to Newington and Bangor respectively. Portadown's Ethan Golly ended the 2023 MX season as Junior 65 Ulster MRA champion and went on to represent Ireland at the Coup de Davignor where he was the top Irish 65cc finisher in 11th place against the Beth 
best youth riders in Europe. The talented 11-year-old wrapped up the Beyond Signage 65 Winter Series Championship and despite suffering a broken arm in May, the youngster fought back to fitness, ending the season with a fourth in the final round of the British MX Nationals at Hawkstone Park. Certainly one of the stars for the future, Golly is making his mark as he has stepped up to the SW85 class on a K-Tech KTM. Clan Aaron made history by becoming the first Orchard County Club to be crowned provincial champions in the ladies' Gaelic football as they came in from behind to beat Belfast Breda in Sunday's Ulster showpiece at Oma's Healy Park. Nave Coleman netted the only goal and her younger sister, Dervila, picked up the Player of the Match award on an afternoon when Greg McGonagall's Clan Aaron had seven different scorers in a 1-10-2-0-8 victory. The Lurgan Giants have dominated the Orchard domestic scene since the mid-noughties, with a dozen Armagh senior championship successes in 18 seasons, but had made surprisingly little impact in Ulster up until this autumn. No Orchard outfit had reached the Ulster Club final since Liz Summon way back in 1977, when the sport was still in its infancy, so Clan Aaron had already taken a significant step by reaching Sunday's decider. The slow-scoring match may not have been a classic spectacle, but finals are all about winning, and Clan Aaron showed great character in putting away years of frustrating underachievement and dashed hopes at provincial level behind them. News summary. A Lurgan teenager is tackling an abseil over the Belfast skyline as a token of gratitude to Air Ambulance NI after the Helicopter Emergency Medical Service, that's H-E-M-S, helped save her dad's life. Holly Nelson, 15, is taking on a 100-foot upsell at Belfast Castle on Sunday, December the 10th to raise funds for the charity. The Air Ambulance NI helped save my dad's life by administering urgent medical care when he took a cardiac arrest, she said. My family and I are forever in debt to them. Holly's dad, Ryan, at the time a fit and healthy 43-year-old, suffered a sudden cardiac arrest on his front doorstep on August the 9th, 2021, and became unconscious and unresponsive. The quick responses of Holly's brother, Corey, who called 999, nearby neighbours who performed critical CPR, Northern Ireland Ambulance Service road crews followed by HEMS team, Holly's dad had the best chance of survival. The HEMS team provided critical care treatments at the scene, which stabilised Ryan's condition before quickly transporting him to the Royal Victoria Hospital. Holly is grateful to every person who helped on that traumatic day at her home, and that is why she is challenging herself to do an absolute for the charity, so she can raise funds that will help keep the medical team in the air flying to those who need urgent pre-hospital care. Having previously been a charity ambassador at her school, St Ronan's College, and raising funds for her ambulance NI, Holly continues to be determined to raise as much as she can for the charity. A special online fundraising page is open for anyone who would like to support her efforts. On average, twice a day, the air ambulance is needed to help a critically injured uh, or ill patient, costing £6,850 every day. It's not only the medical crew who saves lives, but the people who support the service, which is why our Ambulance NI wants to encourage as many people as possible, like Holly, 
to consider taking part in an event or challenge for the charity in 2024. For more information about Air Ambulance NI's upcoming events in the new year, go to airambulanceni.org. Portadown native Aaron Branken has gone from being close to death with no friends left to hanging out in Eminem's New York radio studio and having his new single, Tenfold, unveiled in Times Square. Branco, as he is known in the USA, is recognised for writing from the heart a lived experience. He recalls how he had been drinking, drinking his life away with almost destitute, but for his girlfriend, friends and family. Now he is soaring on huge, huge billboards in Times Square in New York, launching his new single, plus amassing thousands of hits on YouTube. The 34-year-old, the 34-year-old revealed how he grew up in the open street of Por- area of Portadown with alcoholism constantly in his life. I grew up in a single-parent home, he said. Mum was an alcoholic. I was no stranger to AA from a young age. I saw my mother in and out and attending detoxes and mental hospitals. Aaron attended Ballyorn Primary School and Drumcree High School. Music has always been a huge part of his life. Asked about his musical journey, Aaron said, I was always trying to succeed as a solo artist. Rap music was my main gig, but later I opened up and went from rock to country, and that's a big influence on my sound today. On the rise to fame now, Branco has released his new single, Tenfold. Aaron is glad of all the support he has had from everyone at home, thanking his family, girlfriend and close friends for sticking by him in the worst times. I'd also like to thank the team behind me, including my publicist and media team, for all their support, he added. Support workers in schools are being forced to take second jobs and use food banks to survive, according to union representatives. This as workers in Portadown, Craigavon and Lurgan schools join colleagues across Northern Ireland in taking strike action. Thousands of school staff across Northern Ireland held a a day-long strike Overpay, with members of Unison, Unite, NIPSA and GMB unions taking part. Workers, including cleaners, catering staff, caretakers, classroom assistants, administrators and technicians, run the picket lines at hundreds of schools across the country. Unison representative at Lismore College in Craigavon, Noreen Halfpenny, said many of her members were out on strike as they had had enough She said many had had to take on a second job to survive. It's come to the stage where we don't have a choice anymore, she said. We have given all our goodwill out. It's about time the Education Authority honoured what they have promised us back in 2019. It is to the detriment of the pupils in the school. We love our kids here. We will do anything for our kids here. But there has to be a stop. Our members are scraping the barrel. We have members here going to food banks. They are finding it so hard at the minute. A lot of them are one-parent families. A lot of them are the only breadwinners in the house, and this is making a big impact on them. They're finding it hard with the increase in gas and electric, especially coming up to Christmas. We don't know if some of our kids are going to have to get food donated, whether they're going to have to get presents donated as well. We're asking, please make this agreement so that we can move on, get a pay rise, and get the proper pay grading we're entitled to. Shauna Linus, who works in Lismore College and is a member of NIPSA, said, From 2019, we've been waiting on our pay grading to be sorted, so it's just not on anymore. 
as a lot of us have to work two jobs now to make ends meet. We don't want to be standing here. We want it to be in our places of work. We want to be helping our students. Enough is enough. I am working two jobs at the minute to make ends meet, and Christmas is just around the corner. Nobody can afford the luxuries we, we would have had years ago. We don't have the option to do overtime in schools. Ketriona Connolly added, The cost of living is going up, but our wages aren't. Enough is enough. The workers are taking action over the Education Authority's failure to update the grading structure, which Unison says must be changed to recognise the roles and responsibilities of staff so that they can be paid fairly. A spokesperson for Unison NI said it was calling for an overhaul as swiftly as possible. Department of Education Permanent Secretary Dr Mark Brown said ahead of the action that the strike would undoubtedly cause significant disruption to services right across the education sector and have a major impact on parents and pupils, including our most vulnerable children and young people. Christmas arrived early for a lucky Portadown woman who has picked up the keys to a brand new vehicle in a raffle organised to raise funds for Southern Area Hospice Services. Barbara Abraham was the lucky winner of the Win a Car raffle, supported by Shelburne Motors and the NFU Mutual. The draw was made at Buttercrane Shopping Centre in Newry, with Councillor Valerie Hart, chairperson of Newry Morn and Down District Council present, to select the winner and verify the draw. Barbara was thrilled to learn that she had won a brand new Kia Piat Canto and has visited the Shelburne Motor Showroom to collect her new car. As well as the new vehicle, Barbara also won one year's free insurance. Javon McArdle, SAHS fundraising manager, said, On behalf of the organisation, I extend our congratulations to Barbara on her win and wish her well with this beautiful new car. Southern Area Hospice Services provides exceptional palliative care and end-of-life care to patients and their families across the Southern Trust area. This is only made possible with the success of fundraising campaigns like the car raffle. A world-renowned astrophysicist from Lurgan has had a new building unveiled in her name at the Dundalk Institute of Technology, that's D-K-I-T. Professor Jocelyn Bell Bernal was a postgraduate student at Cambridge University when she discovered the first radio pulsars in 1967. The discovery earned the Nobel Prize in Physics in 1974, although Professor Bell Bernal did not receive the award herself. Professor Bell Bernal's commitment to excellence in science and her belief in providing accessible education led DKIT to seek permission to name its new state-of-the-art science building after the inspirational scientist, and everyone associated was thrilled when she attended the opening, along with Simon Harris, TD, Minister for Further and Higher Education, Research, Innovation and Science. Dr Dermot O'Callaghan, President of DKIT, said the Institute was at the forefront of delivering excellence in higher education in the area. Our new 1,300-square-metre science building provides state-of-the-art facilities for both undergraduate, postgraduate and PhD students. It will allow us to develop a number of new courses to meet regional and national needs in the sector and will lead to increased intake of students in both existing and new programmes. Professor Jocelyn Bell Bernal has been a visionary in her field of expertise, astrophysics, and has relentlessly championed underrepresented groups. 
We hope to emulate her example in the Jocelyn Bell Bernal Science Building. Royal Hillsborough are launching the 2023 Royal Hillsborough Christmas Market. The market will again adorn the dark walk in the village on December the 8th when Lisburn and Castlereagh City Council will welcome market goers for a festive shopping experience taking place from 3pm to 9pm. Visitors can expect late night shopping throughout the village and a magical evening on the dark walk leading through to Hillsborough Fort where the sights, sounds and smells of festive music and warming spice drinks will fill the air. Children will have the chance to meet Santa's elves and help them make fabulous Christmas decorations. We have now come to the end of our recording for this week. Our thanks to the team of volunteers who edited and recorded this week and to Michaels for collecting the Portadown Times and Lurgan Mail for us and to the Presbyterian Church for the use of the studio. Editing the news this week was Ken. Our technician was Peter and reading with me this week was Ken. From the newsroom at the Old Man's, this is Catherine signing off. Thank you for spending time with us. All our good wishes for the week ahead. Our team will be back with you in four weeks' time. Please remember to return your wallet and memory stick. Please do not use a post office counter in a shop, but use a post box to avoid damage to the wallet. Sound News is a Craigavon Talking newspaper production. <laughs>